Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another live message, upbeat, and inspiration. I hope that you're doing well because I'm doing well today. Boy, do I have a word for you today. We're back into the series of Joseph, and we know that the series changed from the dreamer. Now we, Joseph, the family reunion. Today we in part five. We're about to get into some really exciting things because now we're getting ready to talk. Joseph is really getting ready to reveal himself into his brothers. And if you have been listening to the series, I'm going to give a brief uh, synopsis of what was going on and what we had talked about. Okay. In Genesis chapter 37, Joseph, 17 years old, he started having dreams that God had put inside him. He started having dreams of his brothers bowing down to him, his, fathers and his father and mother bowing down to him. He also brought a negative report to his brother. His father gave him a coat of many colors. And so the brothers couldn't stand Joseph. They hated him because he had the, the coat of many colors, which represented that he was going to be the heir of the family, even though he was the younger brother. So everyone disliked him because of his father letting everyone know this is my favorite son. And see, he had a big family. And so Israel had a big family. And so Joseph brothers, they hated him so much that they sold him into slavery. Then you think that's bad, right? When they sell him to the Israelites, the Israelites sell him to Potiphar in Egypt. Potiphar's wife lies on him and says that he tried to sleep with her, which he didn't. He ends up in prison, and he ends up telling the cupbearer and the baker's dream. One guy lived, one guy died. He asked one guy to remember him and let him know. And I had alluded to that when I was a real estate agent, when I worked for Century 21. One of the things in one of the training videos that I had seen, this one guy, he sold millions and millions of dollars of home. And he believed, and he had, did, there was a study done that if you tell someone, uh, remember me or something, that they can, they can remember that. And so what he would do, the real estate guy, if someone bought a home through him, he would help them move in. And when he helped them move in, he would say, let me sell your house when you get ready to move. Because in real estate, an agent or broker, what makes them real successful is how many listings that they hold at one time. So he always did that. And so when people got ready to sell their homes, they would come back and remember what he had said. And so they would list with him. And if you list your home with someone, in the real estate market, that agent never has to sell it because they get something called a multiple listing service. And where you put all these properties on it, any agent can sell that property in that state that has a license. So it became very lucrative for him. But Joseph, when he tells the cupbearer to remember him, it's going to take full two years. And when there was trouble with the Pharaoh, he remembered back when Joseph interpreted his dreams. And so and now 
then we found out that now Joseph, he interprets the Pharaoh's dream. Then after he interprets the Pharaoh's dream, he gets elevated to be the advisor, to be the governor, the second most powerful man in Egypt. And like I told you in the previous podcast, that God had to hide Joseph because Joseph had a mandate from God to save the world through a famine. Satan did not know it was going to be a famine. No one knew it was going to be a famine but God. And God was raising Joseph up to be that man who would not only save all of mankind, he would save his family. I want you to notice that when Israel actually goes down to Egypt, I want you to know that they were 70 people in number. But through persecution and pain and heartache those 400 years in slavery in Egypt they came out to be a million and two people God grew him a family not instantaneously understand God does things uh, in moderation but because of affliction let me tell you something enough pain will draw you close to someone and so the Bible says, be fruitful and multiply. So they were fruitful and multiply in a land of oppression. And like I said, we're in part five. I'll be reading from the NIV today. I want you to know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, and that he loves you with an everlasting love, that he would never leave you nor forsake you in your hour and time of need. I don't care what's going on in your world. Sometimes things can look really bad. Don't feel like it's working out for your good. But just hold on to God. This is what Joseph does all during this moment of his life. He's just always glorifying God, testifying about God, even though nothing seems to work for him. And I want to let you know I'm excited because in March the 19th. It's going to be a universal day of prayer for this podcast show. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be seeking God for you, your family, your friends, your loved ones, uh, for the world, for the persecuted church. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to become radical, radical for Christ. I'm going to let it all hang out that day. I'm going to believe in the power of God. I'm going to believe that he's going to do something for you and me. I'm believing that he's doing it right now, but I'm believing on that day for such a release in the atmosphere that everyone will stand up and shout hallelujah with me. Do you feel me? I want you to know that I feel you. And I want to let you know, thanks for being a part of the You Are Not Alone podcast, but we're not a podcast, we're a family. Like I told you, this podcast started in August of 2020. It started because... My oldest son, Daniel Hampton, passed away at the age of 26. I love my son. My son loved me. He was a gentle person, a person full of love and compassion. And because the love and compassion that he showed me, God let me know that I needed to share the world, word with the world that they're not alone because some people are truly alone. They live alone. They have no one to talk to. They have no one to intercede for them. 
But I want you to know that you can count on Danny Hampton to be that person making up a hedge. That I'm going to pray for this podcast show and the people who listen to it and the people who don't listen. I'm going to pray and ask God to come into your world and bless you. And I'm really excited because guess what? Uh, my pastor friend, we're getting, ready, we're getting ready to do something because I got an email. The shipment of hats and gloves are getting ready to come. Someone from his church has a thousand face masks. His church is going to make some food. We're going to go out to the highways and the byways. We're going to bless some people. We're going to talk about the goodness of God. We're going to celebrate his mercy and grace. I'm so excited and so just overwhelmed with the love of God today that I don't know what to do. Now, is my world perfect today? No, I got things on my heart and mind, but guess what? Whatever's on my heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not going to pick it up. Let me tell you something. The whole thing about this story about Joseph, the Bible says this, give no place to vengeance or wrath. Give it to God because it belongs to him. What we're going to find out, what we're finding out that Joseph brothers who sold him in slavery, for those 13 years, they lived in agony because of what they did to their brother. They had to live a lie, tell their father a lie, look at their father daily in life. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that. That's a horrible situation. I know what that's like. Repentance is understanding. That I made a mistake. God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me, God. Guess what? God can forgive. People can forgive. But people are not God. They don't forget. They don't forget. So be careful how you treat the people in your life that are special to you. Hold on to those things. Do unto others as you want to do unto you. And like I said, so we're going to see this. We're going to see how God is going to take this thing that he let Israel, he let Jacob believe 13 years that his son was dead. And I believe personally the whole purpose of that was so that he would get to know his other sons and love them equally. But also God had a mission and plan for Joseph to fulfill. And it wasn't not meant for the world to know, not even Israel, not even his brothers, not even anyone but God. God doesn't have to share until he's ready to share what he's getting ready to do. Boy, I'm so excited. You don't, y'all, I know you hear, I know you hear, you hear me my voice saying, man, Danny on fire today, man. Yeah, I'm on fire because I'm talking about this because I told you, Joseph is one of the people that I relate to. I relate to his brothers. I relate to him. I'm a dreamer. I believe in the impossible. When it seems to be no way, I still hold on. That's just my nature. That's my just my nature. And like I said, now I want to thank the people, part of the, who, who are the family who listen to this podcast. And the reason why I'm doing this, because I want to give honor, because I thank you for taking your time out to listen because guess what you don't have to 
I appreciate you. I know God loves you and you're not alone. And so I would like to thank the state of Illinois, which is my home state. I live in the city of Chicago. I thank South Carolina. I thank Louisiana. I thank New York, Alabama, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, North Carolina, Maryland, California, and also in the country of Spain, Russia, Iran, the United Kingdom, Canada, and Belgium, who listen to the podcast. I want to tell you that I appreciate y'all, and I love y'all. And as you can see how my family is, my family is a mixed color of people who love Jesus Christ. Like I said, we're going to talk about this thing about Joseph. But you, but you know, before we get into the word, what we do, we pray because the only way the world changes through prayer. So let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, God, I give you glory. I give you all honor due to your holy name. Father, I thank you, Father, for the day. Father, I pray for the persecuted church. I pray, Father, that you take the persecutors, Father, that you would set them on fire for you. I pray that they would change their ways, Father. I'm talking about from the council to the government that all those people who are persecuting people in your name because they don't believe in you, God, I pray that you set everybody on fire for you in these places where people can't say Jesus. And today I say Jesus for them. I cry out for the poor. I cry out for the orphans. I cry for the widows. I cry for all the downcasts. Father, I cry for all the people who just need a touch from you. People who are lonely and just burnt out, feel like that they don't have the strength to go on. Got all kinds of things running through their heart and mind, but they don't know, God, whatever's on their heart and mind is on your heart and mind because you care for them. God, my whole mission is to prove that whatever's on someone's heart and mind, that it's on your heart and mind because you love them, because you created them for your good pleasure, not them creating you for their good pleasure. Father, I pray for all the people who are struggling through the COVID crisis. I pray, Father, that you be with them, that you give them peace. I pray, Father, that you open up the windows of heaven for them, Father. I pray, Father, that you do this in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. God, I love you. I thank you, God. I appreciate you, God. God, you all that I have. Some days, God, I know it's you all that I have. And I'm glad that you're all that I have because you're more than enough. You're more than a conqueror. Thank you. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I'm ready, y'all, family. I hope that y'all ready. Let's go. We're going to Genesis chapter 41. The family reunion is about to become well known. Everybody's going to know that Joseph's brothers are in Egypt. All the Egyptians, even the Pharaoh, going to know. Let's go. Now, Joseph gave these instructions to the steward of his house. Fill the men's sack with as much food as they can carry. And put each man's silver in the mouth of his sack. Then put my cup, the silver one, in the mouth of the youngest one, sack, along with the silver for his grain. And he did as Joseph said. As morning dawned, the men were sent on their way. They had no had not gone far from the city when Joseph said to his steward, Go after those men at once, and when you catch up with them, say to them, Why have you repaid 
good with evil. Is not this cup my master drink from also used for damnation? This is a wicked thing you have done. Check this out. We already know that Joseph can interpret dreams. We know what he's doing right now is just trying to see what his brother's hearts really in. He know that they're remorseful. He see it, but guess what? He's pushing the envelope because he doesn't really know if they're not lying to him. He wants to really know if his father is alive. He had to have them bring his brother because he couldn't trust the fact that his brother wasn't dead because they, they, they sold him into slavery. So he had to find out. And so he was testing their hearts. And let me tell you, these guys was remorseful. These guys was repentful. They knew that they had messed up. They were sorry. But they had to live with it. They had to live with it. That's why vengeance belonged to God. Because guess what? Joseph don't have to do nothing to them because God has already done it. God has done it through the glory of God. He brought it and he had them change. And they say, we are now honest men. This is what they say. Check this out. Verse 6. When he caught up with them, he repeated these words to them. But they said to him, why does my Lord say such things? Far be it from your servant to do anything like that. We even brought back to you from the land of Canaan the silver we had found inside the mouth of our sacks. So why would we steal silver or gold from your master's house? If any of your servants is found to have it, he will die. And the rest of us will become my Lord's slave. Because you get no, they, the reason why they're able to say this, because now remember like this, they sold Joseph for 20 suckers of silver. I'm talking about silver means redemption. So this is why you see silver. You keep hands where silver is redemption. Jesus redeemed us back from the hands of the enemy. Silver is redemption. So I want you to know that. And so check it out. Verse 10. Verily, very well, then he said, let it be as you say, whoever is found to have it will become my slave. The rest of you will be free from blame. Each of them quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. Then the steward proceeded to search, beginning from the oldest and ending with the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. At this they tore their clothes. They, then they all looked at their donkeys and returned to the city. Just think about this. Oh God, what's going to happen to us? The men who's over Egypt have been talking harsh to us. He threw, he threw, he threw us in prison. We got to go back. What's going to happen to us, God? God, we should have never sold Joseph. God, we messed up. This is this this is what I mean about the being being beat down for what they done. All they could think about was how and what they did to Joseph. Did not know that Joseph, God had elevated Joseph. Joseph is now the governor of Egypt. All these things that Joseph had in the dream about them bowing down to him, we're going to see it. But I also want you to know, I'm going to replace the name Judah with praise because the name Judah means praise. I want you to understand the power of praise. If you can get into the praise atmosphere you can see your circumstances change but if you don't praise all you're going to do is be dejected all you're going to do is murmur and complain because you have not yet learned to 
how to defeat the enemy through the battle of praise. I want you to know every time that I speak, I'm praising God. And I'm praising God because I'm hurting. I'm praising God because I love God. I'm praising God through the midst of my circumstances. Praise God. Okay, let's go on. I'm telling you, know, I mean, I think, boy, Dan, Dan, Dan is going off. But yeah, I'm going to go off. Very well. Then he said, let it be as you say. Whoever is found to have it will become my slave. And the rest of you will be free from blame. Each of them quickly lowered his sack to the ground and opened it. Then the steward proceeded to search beginning from the oldest and ending with the youngest. And the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. At this, they tore their clothes. Then they all loaded their donkeys and returned to the city. Joseph was still in the house. When Judah, now I told you it's going to change Judah to praise. Check it out. Joseph was still in the house when praise and his brothers came in. And they threw themselves to the ground before him. Joseph said to them, what is it you have done? Do you not know that a man like me can find things out by damnation? What can we say, my Lord? Judah, I'm going to change it to praise. Check it out. What can we say, my Lord? Praise replied. What can we say? How can we prove our innocence? God has uncovered your servant's guilt. We are now my Lord's slave. We ourselves and the one who was found to have the cup. But Joseph said, far be it from me to do such a thing. Only the man who was found to have the cup will become my slave. The rest of you go back to your father in peace. Now, praise is going to do something. Praise is not going to give up. Praise is not going back home without his brother. Praise is not going to let this situation get the best of him. Because praise told his father that if this blame, he would carry for the rest of his life. So let's go. Let's go to verse. We're going to go to verse 18. Then Judah, let's, let's change the praise. Then praise went up to him and said, please, my Lord. Let your servant speak a word to my Lord. Do not be angry with your servant. Though you are equal to the Pharaoh himself, my Lord, ask his servant, do you have a father or a brother? And we answered, we have an aged father, and there is a young son born to him. In his old age, his brother's dead, and he is the only one of his mother's son left. And his father loves him. They said, hey, praise the said, You can't take him from me. I will not let you take him from me. So I want you to start praising God in the midst of your circumstance. If what's ever going on that's bad, begin to praise God. See the power of God through praise. God has given me this word. Judah means praise. Understand, Jesus come through the tribe of Judah. Understand, we are always looking at Jesus in the scriptures. You can see him. Judah prays. Check it out. Check it out. Then you said to your servants, bring him down to me so I can see him for myself. And we said to my Lord, the boy cannot leave his father. If he leaves him, his father will die. But 
You told your servants. She, they, they bowed like all this dream that he had in Genesis 37. You see it being fulfilled all through this. He said, unless your younger brother comes down with you, you will not see my face again. When we went back to your servant, my father, we told him what my Lord has said. They recognizing him don't even know this is Joseph the one who had the dream, who talked about everybody bowing down to him, and they're all calling him master. They all are bowing to him, even Judah, who had been praised. Praise is even bowing down. Check it out. In verse 27. Your servant said, my father said to us, let you know that my wife bore me two sons. One of them went away from me. And I said, he has surely been torn to pieces. I have not seen him since. Could you imagine? Morning, your son, you're thinking your son dead, but your son is alive. God, why? This, this is, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, and check it out, 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 check it out. Your servant, my father, said to us, you know that my wife bore two sons. One of them went away from me, and I said, he surely been torn to pieces, and I have not seen him since. If you take this one from me, too, harm comes to him. You will bring my gray hairs down to the grave in misery. Jacob, Israel was hurting. Been hurt for 13 years. Misery his son. Now because there's a famine in all the land, he has no choice but to trust God and send his son to Egypt. Let me tell you something. When you trust God, God will come through for you. God comes through. I'm just overwhelmed because I, because I, you know, I, I, you know, I see this. I, I see this in its totality. So now, if the boy is not with us, when I go back to your servant, my father, and if my father, whose life is closely bound up with this boy's life, see that the boy is not there, he will die. Your servant will bring the gray heads of our fathers down to the grave in sorrow. Your servant guaranteed the boy. Say, praise guaranteed. Praise said, I'm going to bring him back, daddy. And check it out. If I do not bring him back to you, I will bear the blame before you, my father, all my life. Judah had said in the previous chapter, I'm not going back down there unless Benjamin comes. And he told his father that what he would do, that he would take the blame. Don't you see that they hard had changed? That, that, that they ain't the same guys who sold their brother in slavery. They had been walking through repentance and remorse. Oh, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. God, I just thank you, Father. Thank you for your word, Father. I just pray that you bless your people. Now then, please let your servant remain here as my Lord's slave in place of the boy. Let the boy return with his brother. How can I go back to my father if the boy is not with me? No, do not let me see the misery that would come upon my father. They didn't know when they told Jacob, Israel, 
that Joseph was dead, that he would be hurt that bad. They loved their father. They saw his anguish. They saw his pain. It says in, in scripture that he couldn't be comforted. Now you see what they couldn't do for Joseph. Praise is ready to do it for Benjamin. And let me tell you what happened when you begin to praise. Something happens. All the time, Joseph was playing behind the scenes. Didn't tell him who he was. But when praise came at him, he was broken down. Let's go to Genesis 45. Then Joseph could no longer control himself before all his attendants. And he cried out, Ah! Have everyone leave me. Leave my presence. So there was no one with Joseph when he had made himself known to his brothers. And he wept, Ah! Loudly. Ah! 13 years of pain and hurt. Don't you see? Check it out. Joseph, when he made himself known to his brothers, and he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard it. And the Pharaoh's household heard about it. Let me tell you something. When praise affects you, praise affects you. Praise affects them so much that everybody knew. Everybody knew. Everybody heard them. Ah! Sometimes you got to holler. I know you think your boy crazy, but I'm just letting you know. I'm in love with God. And, talk about it. and I, I want you to be in love with God too. Now check this out. Joseph said to his brother, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? Because he couldn't believe. He didn't know what they telling the truth. He wanted to know. He said. Joseph said to his brother. I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But his brothers were not able to answer him. Because they were terrified. At his presence. He was the. Second most powerful man on the face of the earth. My God. My brother that I saw. What is he going to do to me? Is he going to get back at me? I'm going to show you how love works. Love covers a multitude of sin. Let's go to verse 4. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother, Joseph. The one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed. And do not be angry. With yourself for selling me here. Because it was to save lives. That God sent me ahead of you. For two years now there has been a famine in the land. And for the next five years. There would not be a plowing or a reaping. But God has sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant. Let me tell you something. This boy, don't mention it. Oh, man. He said, hey, it was God sent me ahead of you. Don't be angry with yourself. You didn't do nothing. It was all God's plan. Even though I was a slave in Potiphar's house doing right. His wife lied on me. I ended up in prison. Got my feet feathered. But God was with me. He brought me through. I have two sons. 
And when you look up to the name of Manasseh and Ephraim, you're going to find out that one, God made him forget what happened in his father's house, and God made him prosper where he's headed. God can take away the pain. Remember this, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. He said, and the earth to save your lives by a great deliverance. Now let me tell you something. Christ is the Christ, deliverer. Moses deliverer. Moses bring him out of slavery. Christ bring us out of sin. Prototype of Christ. So let's go. Verse 8. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. He made me a father to the Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household, and a ruler over all of Egypt. Now hurry back to my father and say to him, this is what your son Joseph says. God has made me Lord over all of Egypt. Come down to me. Don't delay. You should live in the region of Goshen and be near me. You, your children, your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and all that you have, I will provide for you. That because five years of famine are still to come. Otherwise, you and your households and all who belong to you will become destitute. God's, God had a plan. Didn't it feel like God was right with this? God got this boy a slave. God got this woman lying on him. God got him in prison. But look what God put him. Being this deliverer, saving lives. And check this out. Tell me, man, you got to see it. If you see it in the word, then you, then, 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 then you can rejoice. Check this out in verse 12. You can see for yourself, so can my brother Benjamin, that it is really I'm who's speaking to you. Tell my father about the honor according to me in Egypt and about everything you have seen and bring my father down here quickly. They scared. But let me tell you something. Some people believe that when Joseph revealed himself, that he revealed his circumcision because at the end of the time, they were the only people that was practicing uh, this covenant. So he had the mark of his father, of his grandfather and his great-grandfather. So this is a true covenant. And he understood. And he let them know from the onset, don't be angry with yourself. This was all God. Joseph never stopped giving God the glory, giving God the praise. Please don't stop giving God his glory and honor and praise. Praise him. Then he threw his arms around his brother Benjamin and well, ha ha! Oh, Benjamin. And Benjamin embraced him, weeping. Ah, Joseph. They had the same mother. And check this out. Weeping. And he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Not, he cried over every last one of them for the confession. Ah, praise Reuben. Just called out his brother's name. Showing them love and compassion. Not looking for revenge. And he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. Afterwards, his brothers talked with him. And when the news reached the Pharaoh's palace, Joseph's brothers had come. The Pharaoh and all his officials were pleased. Pharaoh said to Joseph, tell your brothers, 
do this, load your animals and return to the land of Canaan and bring your father and your families back to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt and you can enjoy the fat of the land. Let me tell you something. When God blesses, he blesses. He, he, when God does something, man, he does it. God does it, man. God, man, God, God is awesome, man. I want to let y'all know whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart, man. I don't know what you're struggling with today, but I want to let you know. God is there for you. God ain't going to leave you out there like that, man. God is going to be in the trenches for you. I believe with all my heart. That's why I say whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want you to know that I love you and I'm praying for you and I'm asking God to do some things for you. I know you might be hurt. You might be disappointed by some things. I've been disappointed by some things. Disappointed by some things right now. But at the end of the day, I'm going to praise God anyhow. I'm going to do just like Judah. Judah means praise. I'm going to praise God through the mist. Because when Judah began to praise, Joseph couldn't take it no more. When you begin to praise God, God can't, God can't take it no more. When you begin to praise God, God, God got to do something. I got to do something. I got to do something. That's what you get God to say. I got to do something. I can't leave Danny like that. I can't leave him like that. That's why I'm praising God right now because he can't leave me in this state. I'm not going to leave me in state because I'm going to praise him. Through all the pain, through all the heartache, through all the tears, I'm going to praise him. God, I love you. God, I tell the world that I love you. God, I don't care if I look like a fool. I love you, God. That's what I'm going to tell the world. I love God. And so let's go ahead. Verse 19. You also are also directed to tell them, do this. Take some cops from Egypt for your children and your wives and get your father. Come, never mind about your belongings because the best of all of Egypt would be yours. So the sons of Israel did this. Joseph gave them cops as the Pharaoh has commanded. And he also gave them provisions for their journey. To each of them he gave new clothes. But Benjamin he gave 300 shekels of silver. Five sets of clothes. And this is what he sent to his father. Ten donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt. Ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread. Other provisions for his journey. Then he sent his brothers away. As they were leaving, he said to them, do not quarrel on the way. Do not be mad with yourself. I love you. I forgive you. It was God that had me here to save lives. And check this out. So they went out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. And they told him, Joseph is still alive. Joseph is still alive. In fact, he's ruler over all Egypt. Oh, Lord, I don't want to cry. Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. But when they told him everything, Joseph, oh, Lord, have mercy. God, you touch my heart. God, put your word. God, I love God. Check it out. Joseph had said to them, oh, God, it says this. Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the car, Joseph had sent to carry him back that the spirit of their father, Jacob, received. And Israel said, I am convinced, my son, Joseph is still alive. 
I will go and see him before I die. Oh, God, I thank you, Father. Family, I want to tell y'all, I got to stop right now because we still got some more to go because we, 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 we ain't saw the father and son reunion. But we saw the family reunion of the brothers. I want to tell you that I love you. Let me wipe my tears. I want to tell you that I love you. I'm believing God for you, that he would do great things for you in 2020. I hope that this has been a blessing to you. I'm so excited. I just want to close in prayer and tell you, oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, Father, I pray for your people all around the world, Father, that they get to know you and get to love you like I love you, God. God, in, in, in spite of anything that they might fail at, anything that they might lose, God, just love on them, Father. Hug them, Father. Help them through their pain. Help them through their tears, God. Don't let it be so overwhelming to them. Don't let them. Don't let them down, God. I, I, I ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, God, that you would love your people, God. That you would show them who you are. That you would do great things for God. Oh, God, I love you. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to tell you that whatever's on your heart, man, is on God's heart, man. That he loves you with an everlasting love. Please don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. I can't wait to talk to you about part six. I love you and have a blessed day. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.